Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me this Saturday afternoon. Uh, hey, I, I don't like to be that person who does those crazy countdowns every day, but we are two weeks away from uh, Christmas. Wondering if you're ready. I just, is Ted still in there, uh, Mike? Yeah, okay. What? I just got in. So we do this quick changeover, obviously, when Ted finishes show and I, I run in. And there's this little napkin with these little... They look like little turds or peanuts. I'm not sure what's in here, but it's like I never know if it's because Ted wanted to leave me a treat or he left his snack behind. I'm leaning towards the latter on that one. I'm pretty sure those are peanuts, though. Are they pe- were there good. peanuts on the show, or is he just keeping his energy up? No, we had peanuts in there. But, you know, it's always good to have uh, – there's, there's, they're heavily spiced peanuts, very flavorful. They're Ontario. black. They're yeah. like – I think they're still safe if you want to try them on air. Are they safe? They should Ted? be safe, Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't like what are these that look like little. Ted, look- Ted's gonna Ted's gonna assuage your. They are um, from Ontario. I came yeah. from a small town in Ontario, and what they do is from East Thirty Six, the restaurant. Yeah. Is they roast them and they spice them. That's why. So they, are they? Oh, thank you. And your producer just brought me a whole. There's a ton of them. To them. They do look like. Well, they're covered in like little red. Uh, do they serve these at the bar? They must, right? Because yes. when it makes you have something spicy and salty, it makes you want to drink more. Yeah, there's a oh, there's a kick. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love the little teaser of like a few of them on a little napkin in here. I'm like, oh, a treat, a present. And there's more in here if you want to. Okay, we got the mother. <laughs> I just got like two cups of them brought to me on a plate, so I'm, I think I'm good. Thanks, guys. I always love having left. I always love having leftovers in the studio. Um, I actually did a quick trip to Mexico. Last week, if you blinked, you would have missed it. Um, I went to Cancun, so my first time in Mexico, uh, to shoot something that you can catch online um, for the CBC in the new year. And I have to tell you, like, I was kind of drawn into that whole all-inclusive lifestyle. Like, it was just kind of nice to chill out. And Ted, are you sneaking in here because you want to get your peanuts? Ted Walsh and his... The thing is, it's almost like you're trying to avoid the cameras because you're all hunched over like someone's not going to see you when you walk in. Oh, he! Oh, he lost his. This is not the first time this has happened. Oh, no. Where he comes in looking for us, you'll find it. Oh, I, someone will call. Is it? Is it in the bag yeah, that yeah. was in your hand when you walked in? Bye bye. Have a great weekend, Ted. <laughs> um. Oh, does he want his peanuts? No, too late. I'm going. I'm going to keep them. Um. So I. Uh, this is my my tangent now. Um. I do not get super stressed over the holidays the way many people do. One, I don't have a big family, so it's my parents and my brother. We're spread out across the country, so my parents are in Nova Scotia, my brother's in British Columbia. We're not about to start shipping gifts back and forth. So I, fortunately, don't really have to do the holiday shopping that a lot of people do, and I know that that's... That can be what um, stresses people out. But I do buy a few gifts for some people. And it's also because I have friends who have birthdays in December. My mom's birthday is also December 20th. And honestly, my tip for reducing or even eliminating stress uh, when it comes to gift giving over the holidays is I 
almost, I would say like 95% of the gifts I give, the 5% is probably for my little niece of actually purchasing something, is uh, I go online and I make donations to charities that I know would mean something to that person. So my best friend, for example, um, she's a huge animal advocate. She uh, she helps with um, the SPCA in Montreal. She um, is always letting people know about sort of the plight of puppy mills and and rescuing dogs. So that's that's her passion. So I will make a donation to an animal shelter for her. Uh, I have a friend who works in children's television. He produces really wonderful kids shows and that's something near and dear to his heart. He has a new child. So I will always make a donation in his name to the Toronto Star Santa Claus Fund, which provides gifts for children who would otherwise not receive a gift over Christmas. And I don't mean to sound preachy about it, but if there's I feel like whenever I talk to people, I'm out with people like, oh, I don't know what to buy so-and-so because there's really nothing that they need. Don't spend money on something that someone doesn't need. Divert it to some place where you can feel really good about it. Um, I know that uh, two weeks ago I had Heidi on from Food Share and she was talking about their gift baskets that they sell. And it's like you're giving someone a beautiful gift, but also the proceeds from that gift help their programs, which helps people in lower income areas access good food. So I just feel like sometimes people need that little reminder that, you know what, you don't actually have to wrap up a box for someone. You can let them know like, hey, I I bought something in your name or made a donation in your name. And uh, I've never had anyone say to me, uh, I wish you hadn't given money to charity instead. Like seriously, it's just just something to think about. Um, lots of great stuff coming up on the show today. One, I think you'll really, I mean, I, they're all good, but uh, if you are hosting people over the holidays, or even if you're going out, you know, the, the big family dinner, the big family potluck, um, I have a guest coming on, registered dietitian, Carol Harrison. Uh, she is going to tell us about a free hotline where you can ask a registered dietitian about food safety and nutrition. And you might be thinking... I don't need that. No, but you do because you're going to go to that buffet or that potluck and she can tell you sort of um, like what's safe and what's not. Or if you have questions like, you know, my turkey's kind of sat out for a couple of hours. Is this safe to eat or not? You don't want to be the one responsible for making everyone sick. And even if you're not the one hosting, you just, you don't want to ruin your holidays by uh, going to someone's for a meal and then realizing that like, hmm. Maybe the raw eggs and that eggnog were actually not a very good idea. So uh, keep listening, and uh, Carol's going to have some great information for you. Also, there's a new um, foodie gift box subscription called Food Trip 2, and it's where you get um, a box of treats from a different country every two months. And this is really great for someone who, likes, let's say, likes to travel, someone who really appreciates food. Uh, it's nice to kind of have this little box, this little surprise box that arrives as a gift. So we'll uh, fill you in about that later on in the show as well. We'll also be giving away two of those gift boxes during the show. So it'd be a great way for you to try it out or maybe a great gift for you to give someone else. So when it comes down to the holidays, you always find like interesting things out in the stores. Um, Eater.com did the story, this quick little story about um, flavored candy canes. 
And I don't know if Jones Soda still sells. Um, for a while, there was that soda company, and their whole thing was selling really strangely flavored uh, soda. They did they did like a gravy one or like a turkey dinner and like mashed potatoes. So just kind of like things that you probably wouldn't try more than once. Um, so here's I don't know I've never seen this, but apparently there are gravy flavored candy canes. Out there, if you've seen this, text me seven ten ten. I think I've only ever seen the mint ones, obviously, and then there's like the um, the rainbowy ones that taste kind of like fruity. Uh, there's also Dr Pepper flavored candy cane, which I don't think would be that weird. Um, also, another one that uh, they say may not appeal to everyone is a um, pickle flavored candy cane. Raise your hands if you would try pickle flavored candy cane. No one's raising their hands. Mike's shaking his head. Okay. There's also, and I think I've seen this one at one of those like specialty candy stores. There's the bacon flavored candy cane. Would you or wouldn't you? Mike's thinking about it. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting thumbs up from the control room. Yeah, you would do bacon. That one's worth at least one try. I'm really? bacon anything. Absolutely. I don't know that bacon anything is a good idea. Not anything, but <laughs> within reason, you know. Okay, all right. So that that might be a go. Uh, chocolate mint. I don't think that's all that weird. I think chocolate and mint is a very nice combination. So I, if you've ever seen any of these flavors, text me seven ten ten. I'd be very curious to know where you can buy them. And then bring them in and make the guys try them. That's what I would do. We would have a little taste test. Uh, talk about waste is like totally wasting your money. Um, again, let me tell you about charities that you can donate your money to. Uh, the stories of making the rounds the, the past week because a lot of the higher end department stores obviously come out with these gift guides. So it's sort of like um, these really luxurious, expensive gifts for people who have everything except for this one item. So Nordstrom's, uh, this is out of the U.S., so I'm not sure if they're selling it in Canada or not, but they are selling an $85 rock. It is, in their words, quote, a medium leather wrapped stone for somebody who wants to upgrade from like, let's say the pet rock. So it can be whatever you want it to be. It could be a paperweight. It could be a work of art. doesn't matter. So it's a smooth Los Angeles area stone. So someone in LA is making a ton of money going uh, somewhere, picking up rocks. It is wrapped in a rich vegetable tanned American leather pouch. Yes. It sells for $85. Um, if that is a little over your budget, they're also selling a more affordable, small leather wrap stone for the bargain price of $65. Apparently, it is, then this is what makes me sad about humanity in general. Um, this rock, these rocks, the large rock for 85 and the small rock for 65 are consistently over the past few years, one of their most popular selling items. Come on, guys. This is inspiration here. We could all be rich. We could all be, I'm going to go to Nova Scotia. I'm going to pick some rocks off the coast. Somebody just needs someone to make a leather pouch for them. And we're going to sell them for like 50 bucks and be rich going to be amazing. Um, after the break, I know a lot of you have those uh, coffee pot machines in your Keurig, your Tassimo, your Nespresso, and you might be thinking you're doing a really great thing by putting those pods into the recycling bin. Guess what? 
they're not being recycled. And I can't tell you how many people say to me when they say that they have the problem, she's like, well, I can recycle them. It's great. They're not being recycled, but there is a way that you can recycle them. And I'll have uh, the co-founders of GoJava on the show after the break to explain how it works. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. As I was saying before the break, if you have, uh, as many people do, I think they're becoming more popular, one of those coffee machines with the convenient little coffee cups, the little pods, um, many of you, I will assume, uh, hear that, you know, it's partially recyclable or they advertise that they can be recycled. So you're probably tossing them into your blue bin and thinking that you're doing a good thing. But it turns out that they're actually, they're not being recycled just because they say it's recyclable doesn't actually mean that in your area they're being recycled. So I have Eugene and Evan here with me. They're from a company called GoJava, gojava.ca. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So I told you guys off the top of like, you know, I want to tell you I'm not a fan of the pod <laughs> machines, even though I like my parents have an espresso. Um, I have lots of friends who, who love the Keurig machines and love their Tassimos. Um, so let's just explain what your company does. Yeah, sure. So, so we just wanted to create a service uh, in which people can recycle their coffee pods mm-hmm. in, in a free, easy, and convenient way. So basically how it works is people can go on our website, gojava.ca, where we have a full web store, and they can order their favorite Keurig and Tassimo coffee pods. Uh, we, we then deliver their order on the next business day for free to their home or office. And with the first delivery, we provide a bin for free. So they can start collecting all their used coffee pods. And then whenever they need more coffee or their bin's full, they just simply place their next order. And when we do the delivery, we pick up the used coffee pods at the same time. Now, people might be thinking, well, I just throw it into my blue bin, so I'm already recycling. But what's the real deal there? Yeah, so so they like you said they don't get recycled and and uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, criticism over the product that mm-hmm. that's been sort of hot in the media for the last couple of years about the environmental damage that you know and footprint that they have but they don't they don't get recycled pretty much in any municipality across North America so there's just reams of these things that are going there's to landfill so every year so many of them it, it's like the stats are they're, they're huge so it's more than like we say 10 times to be conservative, but every year somewhere between 10 and 20 times, um, um, co- sorry, coffee pods get sold that can wrap around the earth more than 10 wow. or 20 times. That's every single year. Yeah. And pretty much they all go to landfill. So why is it then that when I, so for example, a listener just texted in and says, President's Choice has a 100% biodegradable K-cup. Legit or not? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so it's a company called Club Coffee that makes that product, and mm-hmm. uh, President's Choice, I think, is uh, one of the first to market with it, and it's actually a really good thing. Uh, so, it's compostable. So, yeah. not just biodegradable, but compostable. And what that means is that um, if you put it into a commercial composting facility, mm-hmm. then it breaks down, and so it's the same uh, process as you do with your food waste. Right. But the problem is that um, there's just very few products on the market that actually are compostable. Not Ninety-nine percent of them are still yeah. just plastic. Um, but the other problem is that uh, I believe that with this product, they still haven't allowed it into the municipal compost system. Mm-hmm. So if you ask the city of Toronto, they'll say no coffee pods of any sort uh, allowed in our compost system. We can't sort of handle that type of waste. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of an emerging part of the market, right? Um, and they're, they're heading in the right direction, but it's just it's not a total complete solution yet. Well, I feel like every year the the um 
coffee pod industry just grows. Like it's, no one's like, man, people are shunning those convenient, uh, coffee pods. So it's growing. There's so many of them that, and I know from friends who have the machines that they'd be like, um, I'm going to upgrade to the new, uh, whatever machine it happens to be. And cause I'm a bit of the devil's advocate. I'm like, well, you know, all those pods like, no, 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 they're recyclable. It says they're recyclable because many of the companies do market it that way. But the, the difference is that it, because it's recyclable doesn't mean that it's recycled here. So then what, what do you guys do with them? Because all these people out there who are like, oh, wait a minute, I'm tossing my pods into the blue bin thinking that they're being recycled, but they're not. They're just going to sit in a landfill somewhere, right? Yeah. So, so if you're in, in, in Toronto or any of the surrounding areas, um, in the municipal blue bin programs that we have, there's no coffee pods that are actually getting recycled in those. So if you toss the item into your blue bin, mm-hmm. it ends up going through all the different conveyor systems and so on at the, at the sorting facility and just ends up going right out the back and on a truck on the way to landfill anyway. So you right. sort of think that you're doing a good thing, but, but really there's no difference. It's just an extra stop along the way to the landfill. <laughs> right. You're just, you're delaying the trip a (laughs) little bit, but it's ending up in the landfill. So then how is it that you are able to recycle these? Because you offer that that service where you will collect people's pods and you recycle them, but you're obviously not doing it through the city. Yeah. So, so what Evan was explaining is how it works kind of up to us picking up the pods. So we sell them, deliver them to you and then pick them up from you. Mm-hmm. Then we take them to our warehouse, we aggregate them. And then we work with companies that are sort of specialty recycling companies in the space. And we actually pay them to recycle the pods. So it, it's a, it's a process that happens to be subsidized. And then what happens is that they're sent to a facility that shreds them mm-hmm. and the plastic separated from the coffee. The coffee then gets composted, which is a good thing uh, to happen, or it gets used as fertilizer by local farms. And the plastic gets made into a plastic lumber and then gets used in things like sort of decking, park benches, those types of applications. So why do this? It costs you money. Well, so we do it because we, we were, I mean, I think we were personally offended to a degree by the amount of waste <laughs> that was being created by these products. Well, because let's we back up guilty. a little bit. You were both actually working for a large uh, coffee company, right? Before you started GoJava? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we were working for a company that that provided um, drinks and and coffee and water to offices across uh, Canada, and we saw the waste personally. Yeah, we we, we saw the waste personally, and we felt guilty about it, and then uh, we just understood that if we kind of combined the elements of e-commerce, logistics and delivery, and the recycling, we could Mm. provide uh, a unique and innovative service to customers, which would allow them to recycle these products for free and enjoy them in an environmentally friendly way. So you were also, uh, I just want to mention, you were also on Dragon's Den? We were, yes. And how did that go? So it was a great and intense experience, as you sort of expect. It always seems really stressful. I have a lot of uh, compassion now for sort of reality TV people because yeah. you really are at the mercy of the uh, of the producers and editors. But uh, it was a really great experience, and we had a really, um, really positive sort of feedback uh, from the public from all across Canada. That's people good. were being really. Supportive. You know, at the very least, it raises awareness about yeah, your company, absolutely. right? Yeah, it lets yeah. people know what you're what you're doing. So, you, so your service is currently available just locally. Is that it? Correct. Okay. So right now we serve um, most of the GTA, so we go out as far west as Mississauga mm-hmm. and then up to Vaughan, uh, Richmond Hill, and then over to Markham and Scarborough and everything in between. Most, most of our customers are in Toronto, but we serve that entire area. And like Evan said, we do homes and offices. So some, because there are a lot of those machines at offices because it's really huge. easy. Yeah, huge amounts. And what we see in terms of the volumes mm-hmm. is that we have more home customers than we do office customers, but right. the office customers produce so much more volume than homes. So, so they're both great, right? So 
And you're finding that, so, I mean, you started off kind of as a, um, a company where people could order their pods easily, but then the, the sort of the secondary service is that you'll also pick up their used pods to recycle. So do you find all your customers or most of them actually recycling them? Through you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the the, the crux of our of our service is definitely the recycling, and, and that's why people uh, order their coffee pods from us. All right. Uh, so, if for those of you who are curious to find out more, gojava.ca is the website. So, if you are going to use those pods, <laughs> at least find the guys that will recycle it properly, and then it gets turned into what lumber? Plastic lumber. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, so, that's great. So if you're sitting on a park bench, bench sometime, take a look at what you're sitting on. <laughs> and it, it could be wood or it could be plastic. Yeah, I'll be like, my dark rose yeah. contributes. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I appreciate you. it. Uh, coming up after the break, your chance to win a gift box through Food Trip 2. I'll give you details on that. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. More with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. As I was mentioning before the break, if you're thinking of uh, a gift idea for someone who is a traveler, someone who enjoys food, uh, there is a relatively new company, well, newish, um, called Food Trip 2, and they're sort of, um, I guess, popularizing the trend of subscription boxes because there's a couple of different ones out there. You know, you can get cheese, you can get chocolate, you can get meat, uh, things that you can subscribe to monthly or every two months and then have this like lovely little treat delivered to your door. So I've got Stefano Faita on the line. Hey, Stefano. Hi, Pei. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. So Stefano is a chef and co-owner of several restaurants in Montreal. You've got how many now? Is there three? Three restaurants in Montreal now, in, in Pasto, which is our first uh, pizzeria Gemma, which we opened a year after, and our new uh, little baby is um, Chez Tuzignan, which is a, like a snack bar. Oh, nice. Okay, well, I've been to the first two, have yet to go to the third. We're waiting for you. <laughs> There's a reason to go to Montreal. Uh, so, Stefano, you have an interesting uh, background uh, in Montreal because you've yeah. done a lot of French TV as well, sort of uh, before uh, yeah. you French did. French English, yeah. And we have, uh, we're, 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 I'm pretty much situated in Little Italy. So, I mean, uh, we have a family business too in Little Italy called Dante's that, uh, that just celebrated its 60th anniversary. Wow, congrats. Uh, yeah, we have our cooking school that's there too where we get Italian cooking classes that, that just celebrated its 25th anniversary. So, uh, we're, and I live in the area. We have the Jean Talon Market, which is in the area. So, yeah, like I'm, uh, yeah. You're slowly taking it's over. Like, little Italy's like my hood. <laughs> now, you have worked with uh, the, um, the guys who started the food trip yeah, to just, boxes, well, actually, right? I just collaborated with uh, Food Trip 2 uh, because they, story goes, is they, they did launch an Italian box that did really, really, really well. And a lot of their customers were asking for a second one. So, um, they approached me, and it's the first time that they're actually working with uh, a chef. And uh, so what we did is we came up with an Italian box for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's actually quite fantastic. I mean, the, these guys uh, are, are pretty uh, are pr- pretty great. You know what I mean? Uh, they've made boxes. Like, they've, made, they've done Brazil, Japan, uh, Colombia. I mean, you know, uh, uh, the next one that's coming out after uh, the Italian one is going to be India. So uh, it, what's fun is that, you know, it, it's kind of like a gift basket in a way, yeah. but in a box. And um, there's, uh, you know, there's not only the little products that we find 
you know, to make the recipes. So there's like four recipes in the box. There's, we 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 uh, we came up with a cocktail, uh, a, a pasta dish. We came up with uh, you know a, a main dish and a dessert. So mm-hmm. you have the recipe cards, and you have a few of the products needed to make the recipes. But you also have a grocery list so that you can go to the grocery store and buy everything else you need to make like the whole menu if you'd like. Um, and after that, what's fun too is that. There's a, there's like a, I, I gave uh, my five favorite Italian movies, uh, five favorite Italian songs. Uh, there's nice. a little bit of a vocabulary uh, card where you know you learn how to say buongiorno, grazie. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So it's it's really it's like you know it's like a, a quick trip to Italy. So is the idea? So when they approach you about like about collaborating and creating yeah. a, a box for Italy, yeah. uh, yeah. what was sort of top? of your list like what were you thinking like okay this is these are the flavors or these are the products that i think really represent the kind of italy that i would want i mean i mean considering the fact that we wanted it to be a holiday box or a christmas box for me what was important is to find things that you know that i eat uh, every year uh, at christmas so like one of the one of the recipes the main dish is like stewed salted cod and i mean coming from an italian family you eat what we call baccala right or salted cod you eat it, uh, you can eat it all year, but we eat it traditionally uh, on the 24th of December because obviously, because we don't eat uh, meat on the 24th, we only eat fish, and salted cod is like, is one of the main ingredients in our, uh, you know, on our dinner table, mm-hmm. being it fried or stewed or, you know, in a salad. Right. So um, I wanted to take something that was even a little bit, I wanted to think a little bit out of the box too, you know, I didn't want like the, the same old lasagna, lasagna is delicious, we all love it. <laughs> My mother makes a great Christmas lasagna, but I mean, I wanted to change it up a little bit, maybe get people to discover other things. Um, so we also put in a gnocchi recipe, mm-hmm. um, you know, with some sage and butter and, you know, um, some hazelnuts. And, we, you know, we, 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 there's a little surprise in the box as well that it's a tool used to form the gnocchi. So we want people, to, you know, to actually make them at home. Uh, and yeah, so it's, yeah. Now what about desserts? Like for you and with your Italian background, living in little Italy in Montreal, like what are the sweets to you that represent Italy and the holidays? Well, obviously, uh, for the Italians, there's a slew of cookies. So from Labrutti Buoni to Amaretti's to Biscotti's, uh, then, um, we, uh, we, we do, uh, Semifreddo sometimes is on the menu. Um, uh, there's cannolis. I mean, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things. My mother makes uh, a hazelnut cake that she makes every year. Um, but for the box, we made a dessert that's kind of like a semifredo. So it's kind of like a, an ice cream, um, with, uh, you know, almond base. And, uh, it's called tortoglioni. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's a great little dessert and it's fun to, fun to make. You can make it in advance. So that's what, you know, at the same time, I wanted people to be able to make things, mm-hmm. you know, in advance too, so they can spend time with their guests and they don't have to just like break their head cooking. You know what I mean? <laughs> what is your and go-to then we have a great cocktail too? You know, we have to yeah. remember we have to drink something, right? It's well, important. yeah, okay. So what is so, your you know, co- what a, is your go-to? We have a cocktail called bicicletta, which uh, um, has some, uh, you know, some Campari, some prosecco, a little touch of orange juice in it, which is a fun cocktail to have. So yeah, no, it's a, a, a it's a fun idea, and I think that. People are going to, you know, people people feel like ordering it, obviously. I hope they do. Um, are going to, you know, are going to get a kick out of the whole journey uh, behind it. And it's 
it's actually a very easy gift. Like it's it's a little bit of a no brainer, and I yeah. think it's very original. You know what I mean? Well, there's um there's always that challenge of buying something for someone that either it could be that you don't know them very well or yeah, you don't absolutely. like you're not you don't want to buy something that sits in their place because people i i'm not a fan of buying people decor items like i don't want to buy you a no, vase exactly you know or a painting or whatever was, it is you know i was talking to a friend of mine and i was uh, talking about this box and and you know he was like well you know it's pretty great because every time i go and see like a good friend of mine for dinner or during the holidays i always bring maybe i don't know a bottle of wine or mm-hmm. something but maybe i can just bring the box <laughs> oh yeah that's you know, true that can be a gift yeah. it can be like you know uh I, yeah why not you know what i mean well so, uh, i think it's i think you know i mean even for uh i mean i i don't know how much money people spend on 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 on, uh, on teachers but i mean i know that the teachers my kids teachers are each getting a box oh are they going to get one of your italian boxes yeah they're getting one of my italian <laughs> boxes right so it's like okay i mean it's you know it, it kind of falls in that price range, and it's like, okay, let's do that. That's not, you know, okay, yeah, why not? You know, and it's an easy gift, like I said. So, and I'm sure they're gonna get a, they're gonna get a kick out of it. Well, it's original too. I think, and I, I always say what I say to people because I live in such a small space. I, I tell them if I can't eat it or I can't wear it, I don't want it. Well, I don't true. want something that sits around. <laughs> and those, I'm like, I sound like a terrible person, but I'm like, it, it cannot a year later so be listen, taking up this, space. <laughs> this is wonderful. You can eat it. Yeah. And while you eat it, you can listen to an Italian song. What's your favorite Italian song? I won't even know it, but what's your favorite? You can watch an Italian movie. Yeah. Right? Uh, And you have a list there. Or you can even, like, use the the vocabulary sheet or the like, and, like, you can have maybe, you can have some sort of Italian conversation. (laughs) That would be really impressive if I could have an Italian, if (laughs) I could have any sort of Italian conversation. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? With a few drinks, it's a lot easier. <laughs> a few of the uh, the cocktails that uh, that you've cocktails, suggested. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll let people know that if they are uh, interested, the website is food trip two so to dot uh, com, and you yeah. can do one box if you want. Like you could just send like one one gift box. You can do a subscription if you like, um, which is for someone that you like a little bit more, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really like them. Um, and well, that's great. Thank you so much, Stefano. Really, I I did get a chance to take a look at the box, so it. Was was nice uh it's a nice little surprise to receive in the mail because i think nobody gets stuff in the mail well no i shouldn't say that because people buy things for themselves but surprise things don't come in the mail as often yeah i know exactly you know and it, and it was it, it's yeah it's really a surprise because you you get this box and you're like okay what is this until you open it and you're like oh okay surprises goodies <laughs> uh, you know where do we start right yeah. no but it's true gifts so for me uh, it's pretty great and we actually uh, the, a few days ago we delivered you know some of the boxes to some of the the people that have uh, you know that 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 um, had inscriptions to his uh, to his, to their website, so we, yeah. we we their best customers. We walked in and we we rang on the door and oh nice, you know, they were surprised to see me first of all, but also you know to get their box. People were very excited. You know, people get into it and like they they can't wait to get their box every two months. You know that and the country changes, so they're, yeah, they're always discovering. You know, yeah, different country each time. Thank you so much, Stefano. You're like a little Santa Claus. <laughs> Thank you, Faye. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 So, uh, just a quick, I am giving away two of those boxes for your chance to win. Text in 71010. This is what I need from you. First and last name and your full mailing address. You don't have to send it in a hurry. I'll take your entries up until the end of the show. So you've got like another 20 minutes. So 71010 is what you text in and give me your first and last name, full mailing address, and I'll select two winners to receive one of those, uh, gift box, gift 
boxes. And the theme, of course, is Italy curated by Stefano Faita. Coming up after the break, there's a free hotline available to you uh, that will keep you from getting sick this holiday season. And we don't want that. Details after the break. Now, back to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for tuning in today. My guest is registered dietitian Carol Harrison. Uh, and Carol, you're working... I, this is the crazy thing. Is like mm-hmm. I I know you. I have a lot of nutritionists and dietitians as friends um, in my circle. And I've never heard of Eat Right Ontario. So what is it? Yeah, let me tell you about it. It's a great free service in Ontario. So if you have a question about food or nutrition, you can call and speak to a registered dietitian. So you have questions about heart disease, diabetes, menu what? planning... Weight control. I, I'm looking for healthy breakfast ideas. How do I make a healthy soup from scratch? Are you serious? That's what this this phone number does. Is it's I can call all, and ask. It's free service, and you're getting good, credible information because it's RDs, registered dietitians, at the end of the line. Is this year round, or is this because it's the holidays? No, it's year round. So right Gosh. now, they're really trying to let folks know they've got a holiday food safety hotline. That's a focus, but you can honestly call and ask them about anything. I'm starting to feed my baby solids. How do I do this? <laughs> what should I wear today? Uh, a hat. Or okay, don't call them about that. No. So the website is eatrightontario.ca. You can That's find right. the number uh, there as well. I just didn't, I just knew that a lot of people are driving. They're probably not going to jot down the uh, the phone number. Um, so I just thought holiday food safety was such a great idea because. I feel like we we kind of know the basics. Like, well, obviously, if the turkey that that cooked turkey has been sitting out for eight hours, it's not safe. Um, but there's a lot of mistakes that people make. There are, and the proof is the fact that about four million Canadians become food poisoned every year. So there's lots yeah, of that mistakes oh, that are boy. happening. It's true, and it's not pleasant, is it? No. So I'd love to share like some simple ideas to try and keep the food that we have. Uh, uh, prepared for us, safe to eat. Well, okay, be- because I do know a few dietitians. I I'll be like, hey, I'm going to eat this sandwich, but I've had it in my bag for four hours, and like uh, you would probably tell me not to eat it, but I would still eat it. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I think a lot of us kind of push those boundaries. Uh, but your job as a registered dietitian is to really keep us like very, very safe, not in that gray area where we tend to push ourselves. So, if we start with, let's say, um, I think what's quite common, uh, potlucks and buffets, because mm-hmm. that happens not just at the relatives and at the friends, but a lot of people are going to do that. Do that at the office. Absolutely. And I always feel weird about eating food that someone in the office made because I, I don't know. I'm like, did you refrigerate that properly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us think those same questions, right? And you know, we all have heard of this five second rule. It seems to be seared in our brain. I would love <laughs> to have the two hour rule seared in our brain. So food that's been out for two hours at room temperature, yeah. that's as long as it can stay out. You got to pitch it after that. <gasps> Really? So two I hours two is not hours. a long time. No, but bacteria love that temperature and it's moist and they got food and they thrive and they multiply. Okay. So you're, it's not safe after two hours. Does it matter what it is? Can like, well, yeah. And you know, use your good judgment. So okay. raw veggies, you know, are, right. are fine. Yeah. Um, but prepared foods that have got like meats and sauces, seafoods, dairy, yeah. those things are really more high risk. Yeah. Okay. Um, also eggnog is popular this time of year. I mean, the, 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 the stuff you buy in the grocery store is pretty It's fine, fine. because it's pasteurized. Okay. So once it's open, it's good for three days. Okay. But Lots of people might want to do a homemade 
style. And uh, the best recommendation there is to buy pasteurized eggs. So start with pasteurized eggs. Okay. Or if you just want to use your regular eggs in the fridge, just again, you're going to get your thermometer out. You're going to check it's 160 degrees, so it's fully cooked, and you're going to chill it in the fridge. That's the safest way to make it. I, not a lot of people are going to get the thermometer out, Carol. Well, <laughs> you know, it's to. a practice we should get back in the habit of. And it's great right. if you've got kids because once they see it and they grow up with it, it'll be normal for them. Now, what about, I didn't even think about this, unpasteurized cider. Do you mean like apple cider? Like I like yes. to pick those up from the farmer's market and yes. I don't so, think they're pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Check to see if they're pasteurized or not. And uh, you you want to be careful with that. Why? You know, there's you can call Eat Right Ontario and ask them about yeah. like the eggnog, the, you know, the ciders, whether mm-hmm. it's pasteurized or not, this idea of leftovers, because people might have other questions as well about it, but it could potentially have E. coli in it. So you want to be careful if you're serving it to say children, older adults. I'm cooking dinner this year. My dad's 87. Yeah. Don't uh, make him sick. Yeah. You don't <laughs> like, and very often we're serving people multi-generations, little kids and older yeah. adults. They're more at risk when they get uh, food poisoning. Now you have a story to share about like a, your own like horror story. Oh. What was that? <laughs> okay, so uh, and uh, we all went camping. A few families uh, got up. We were setting up, and some uh, one of the moms who was responsible for cooking that night just happened to mention as she was putting the chicken on the barbecue. Hey, guess what? Well, I, I, we were in a bit of a rush, and so I only half cooked the chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish cooking it here. So that meant that that chicken was heated up, warmed up. Again, the bacteria are in their happy place. I got yeah. food. I got moisture. Mm-hmm. This is great. I'm just going to keep multiplying <laughs> all the way until we got to our campsite, maybe four or five hours later. And then she's so, and then she's, and then going, she's to, going to fire it up again. And then she's going to fire it up again. And then that's a real food safety hazard. Did you get so sick? I just said, we're not eating that. Oh. <laughs> I got dinner covered. <laughs> You're like, we can eat this tin of beans. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because someone else, I saw someone on Facebook, they posted, they said, hey, I want, they wanted to sear a piece of meat. Like they wanted to marinate it and sear it, then put it in the fridge. Cause they basically want to do that where they kind of cut they save some time when they prepare the meal mm-hmm. for guests, which was, can I cook it off in advance, put it in the fridge for another day or two, and then just do the last bit of cooking? No, not safe to do. Oh, yeah. I feel and like people do that. They think these they are great steps. questions to contact Eat Right Ontario for. It could be, oh, we left our turkey out to thaw, but it still seems kind of frozen. What should I do? There's no such thing as a silly question. Like it's free, friendly service. These dietitians are happy to take the silliest of questions. They won't judge. They will okay, not judge. Okay, so let's talk about leftovers because yeah. uh, holidays is usually when, especially like at the end of uh, dinner or whatever it is, a party, people are packing up leftovers. I love taking home leftovers. Yeah, we're all trying to curb our food waste, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, a great thing to do to... Uh, manage the leftovers. I love this idea is have a little bin in your fridge, which is like eat first. So the leftovers aren't put in all different places in the fridge. It's in one spot, you know, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat this first. And another great tip is to not reheat your leftovers more than once. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? It's really not (laughs) ideal. Yeah. What if I had a giant pot of soup? Okay. So I make a giant pot of soup. uh, It cools down. I put it in the fridge and then I reheat it the next day, but I don't eat it all. Can I put the rest back in the fridge? That's not a good idea. This is what I'm going to tell you to do, Pay. Just take what you need out of the fridge in the bowl, nuke it in the microwave or heat up on the pot, and then just take out what you need to eat for then and and reheat that. And if you've got a big pot of soup, maybe you might want to even freeze some of it if you don't think you're going to get to it. we okay um i have the tendency to think that if my leftovers 
are in the fridge, they're good for a while. But I know that a registered dietitian like yourself, a professional, is going to tell me that leftovers should own, like, let's say the turkey, for example, sure. the meat. Because some people will have a ton of turkey mm-hmm. and a week later they're still eating it. Is that okay? I would say a week later is pushing it, like two to four days. So if yeah. you know, I mean, the best idea, and it's becomes it comes from not wanting to waste food, and I yeah, get that. Sure. So the best idea is to look at it and say, are we going to get this to this in the next two to four days? If okay. not, I got to find some friends to get to yeah. take it home, or I'm going to freeze it. Okay. And these are exactly the same questions to ask Eat Right Ontario. Hey, I've had this carcass in the fridge for three days. I want to yeah. make soup, but is that okay to do? Call them; they'll uh, answer, answer you. Is, yes, but that is also why I do not answer the phone. Uh-huh. At, uh, but actually, that line. that would be fine. A couple days later is totally fine. You yeah. can even email them if you want to email them a question oh, too. Call I feel or like email. Get in, I would be emailing them constantly. Yes, I know. Like nonstop. I can imagine <laughs> it'll be hi. It's pay. I know I called yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm calling again today. Can I stuff my turkey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be like, should I eat the green apple or the red apple today? <laughs> Let's be best friends. Um, other, I feel. Like meat is the one that you really want to be careful with. But if you've got like meat, seafood, like poultry, all dairy. What about Mm. best before date? So, you know, if we've got like the whipped cream or whatever. Sure. Best before date is not an expiry date. Best before has nothing to do with food safety. It only has to do with like freshness, taste, quality. So you can certainly um, have some wiggle room with the best before date. Now, okay. like a food for sure, I wouldn't go past the best before date. What is probably like deli meats, like meats, uh, you're taking a chance, okay. uh, especially the deli meats, maybe like a day or two, but uh, certainly like if it's your cream cheese or your yogurt, uh, just kind of use your best judgment. But of course, if you're really not sure, you're better off throwing it out, but the, it has nothing to do with safety. The best so it's before. not like if my yogurt says it expi- best before December 10th, if I'm eating it on the 12th, I'm yeah. likely not going to suddenly get sick. That, trust me, very I likely. Eat- Oh, I do as well. I will as well. I'll be honest. And it's not a problem. Like the yogurt, you're probably good like three or four days afterwards on the best before date. But you're not supposed to leave it open for days, right? No, once you're right. Once it's open, that best before date does not apply. And you can contact Eat Right Ontario to say, okay, I opened my, you know, sour cream for this special dish I made. How long ago? It's been in the fridge. Can I still use it? And they will let you know if you can freeze it or if you can use it. And those are they can even send you packages of information and they've got it in different languages oh, as well. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. so the website is eatrightontario.ca, free hotline for people to call or um, they can also email. Will you? Are you on the end, other end of that? No, ever? but I have sat in on some calls and like I said, that's you know free friendly service. They yeah. are wonderful. That's great. So get, the goal, everyone, is to not be sick this holiday season and to not give anyone else the pukes. That is what we're going to aim to do. Carol, thank you so much. That was really useful information. Um, and also thanks to everyone who have entered to win that uh, food trip two box. I will let the two winners know. Have a great weekend. Thanks to Mike Truler. Thank you, Carol. No one's going to get sick today, I promise. Terrific. And I'll be back next Saturday.